This world shall know pain. Almighty push. Welcome to the Blur Buffet Podcast. How you doing, folks? I'm Brian. And I'm Muffin. Welcome to another episode of the Blur Buffet Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Let's get right into it. Muffin has news that she wants to say. I thought it was important and per- important adult news, but no, it's not. Uh, if it was, we wouldn't share on this podcast. It's not what we do. We're here to, you know, entertain and, you know, and, uh, create memories and create smiles and yada 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 so go ahead Muffin. Uh, ain't nobody gonna be smiling with this one guess uh, who's trending on twitter guess which new hit mcu star is trending on twitter uh tom holland and creed star oh michael b jordan no i'm kidding jonathan majors jonathan majors has been arrested for assault and strangulation of whom of some white chick oh wow well. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh well, you don't sound too beaten up about it. No, I don't. Uh, yeah. So, so he's been arrested. Okay. Uh, sucks. All that means is the next king that conquered delayed one year. That's all that means. I, they were just like, man, if this ain't the quickest fall from grace I ever seen. Because he was just doing interviews talking about how masculinity shouldn't be fucking toxic. That, yeah, if I want to be on the cover of a magazine wearing a big pink fluffy coat, I can fucking do that. And I'm just like, yeah, go you. And now I'm just like, wait, did you beat up this woman? I, I, the world needs to know. He's denying it, of course. I mean, when, um, when did this alleged event have taken place? Over the weekend. Okay, who is this white woman? I don't know. Okay. She she went to the police. She didn't go to like TMZ okay. and things. So this is an actual police matter. It's not uh, like she got on the internet and started saying shit. Okay. No, nah, an actual crime was committed and she went to the police and handled it like a private citizen, which respect, I all guess. Right, well. Assuming an actual crime took place. I have no opinion on the matter until the facts come out. And, and based on my response, you said he choked a white woman. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, like, no offense to white women out there, but okay. No, big offense to white women out there. <laughs> See? Sorry. You went there. <laughs> I had to because, like, on the one hand, we want to believe women. On the other hand, I also remember that bitch a couple years ago who called the police saying that a black man stole her fucking dog when that was his goddamn dog. Yeah. Yeah, so like, I don't, I'm sorry. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Right. And then, then of course, this is this is all coming off of the, the fucking Amber Heard bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I just... No, no, no. Let, 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 let me throw this at you. Now, not condoning hitting women or anything. <laughs> but let's just say, let's, let's say if she was, like, I don't know, threatening the life of one of his loved ones and he... You know, like, hey, get off of her. And, like, you know, like, and it resulted in choking. In which case, 
All right, but then say y'all came to blows. Don't go well, to well, police well, well, and play of she's a victim. Not, she's not like like I said. That's all I have to say on the matter until things come out. Because uh, we we want equality in the world. The fact of the matter is, regardless of what's in your pants, talk shit, get hit. I'm sorry. Not sorry. All right. Um. Yeah. I need more facts, but yeah, yeah this, he, this, he's trending. I'm this, sad about it. It doesn't need to be sad. That is absolutely nothing. People are banking on, hey man, this is this, if this Flash movie is above average, we forget Patrick Miller. Amber heard as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Majors obviously deserves far more grace than fucking Ezra Miller. But like, yeah, DCU is just like, yeah, we still gonna make money off this Flash movie. I, I ain't worried about his uh, like, his work in the MCU. As far, it's tainted right now, but like, I ain't worried about it. I mean, as far as I understand, that's what that's what Amber Heard is still a mirror in the second sure office. Sure, fucking is. And I like, well, let's not pretend it's because Iron Man's been Iron Man for the years. His issues before, you know, he kind of reblew back up. I mean, come on now, like, long well, I'm gonna sit here and, and say, oh, this crime worse than that crime, but hey. Family people are people too. They get into bad situations. All I know is, as a person, I'm very good. I call myself very good at separating the, the person from the person on screen. Uh, all I know is, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the next King to Conquer. That, that I'm not good at separating the shit because uh, I still won't listen to fucking R. Kelly. No, I do. I ain't never going back to the Cosby go, show. I don't go. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say that. I never watched the Cosby show as a kid anyway. This is before my time. Right? It's, I mean, people. Like I, I know of the show, but I knew was it his son's? Could it, could, isn't 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 his son in the Cosby Show also Eddie from uh, Family Matters? Or I'm just being racist and making that up. I don't I don't believe so. No, oh, okay. I think that's two different dudes. Well, I don't, doesn't matter. Point being is, I mean, I I was never like I mean as I R Kelly is he like despite what he did, it, I can't even say is he still popular. I mean. Maybe amongst um, our parents, if you're our, our age, right? I mean, he hasn't been in like in the lights. And look at a guy like Chris Brown, like Chris Brown here, Rihanna. But honestly, he's not making any music. Now you could say, hey, it's because of his bad image. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying. In goofier news, how do you feel about white people saying my nizzle? What? <laughs> Y'all having a stroke? <laughs> yeah. For for quoting Snoop Dogg and saying for shizzle my nizzle. No, that's fine. If it's cool to Snoop Dogg, I mean, Snoop Dogg's already a fool for saying Nizzle. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, also, speaking of uh, uh, N-words and stuff, I showed you that uh, I showed you that Roddy Rich video. It's been, I feel like it's been circulating on social media for a while. Like, he had like a concert overseas in the UK, and it, he, he had, he's singing us on the box. And, like, you know, and of course, it's, 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 it's an N-words uh, being blurred out. If you've ever been to the UK, it's a very la- yeah. lack of N-words in the crowd. Now, I love how the camera panned away from that one white chick that focused on singing the song when they came to that one verse. Oh. Uh, but then again, he gave permission to the crowd to be like, hey, sing that shit. Like, nah. uh, and, and more black black news. Uh, Kanye West likes Jewish people again. Why do you not like Jewish people? I don't know. Why? I don't keep up with this man. He's insane. You want to know what movie made him like Jewish people is it, again? Glorious Bastards. Nope. <laughs> 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street. The original or the remake? The remake oh. with Jonah Hill. Wow. Oh. Okay. Is Jonah, I didn't know Jonah Hill was Jewish. Nah, I'm not. It's cool. Anyone can be Jewish. Anybody can be Jewish. <laughs> well, let's get this out of the way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And, 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 and non-black news. 
CM Punk came out and said that he's very proud of Rey Mysterio for punching his fuck of a son. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Great stuff, man. Great stuff. He said, I wanted to punch your son 13 years ago. I'm like, CM Punk. <laughs> like, CM Punk, come back to WWE, bro. Like, I understand, you know, you got a lot of heat on you right now, but, hey, man, it, it, come on back. Just come on back, right? Wow. Um, Dominic Mysterio, if all my wrestling fans out there looking for the WrestleMania this weekend, he should win. He, just because Dominic? you should just win. Like I love Rey Mysterio, but in terms of you're pushing a new character, right? You, you you can't be Rey Mysterio's son forever. In terms of wrestling, right? You gotta make your own name. So the future dad, he's gonna get booze, but good booze, right? You know what I'm saying? The thing is a good booze and bad booze. Him and Rhea Ripley should end night one. Her being a women's champion and him beating his daddy's ass. If you want to take off the match too, that'd be great. They'd be a new power couple. You know what I'm saying? Couple, not couple, right? Because her, her boyfriend slash husband works for AEW. And he's a very beefy man. Yeah. As a matter of fact, type in Buddy Matthews. That's who Rhea Ripley's dating. Pass. Okay. <laughs> I don't care that much. Yeah, of course you do. Is Charlotte Flair trying to face Rhea Ripley in WrestleMania? They're trying to. They are. They are facing oh, Okay, that's the thing. It's unfortunate. I want her to face Bianca Belair. Rhea Ripley, that is. Because that would have been a great money match. But, nope. Intriguing. Um, let's get into the actual episode of the day. Yeah, let's get into the actual fucking episode of the day. Yeah. Blue Lock finished yesterday. We're recording this on 326. Yesterday was 325, obviously. That's how math works. That's how math works. Yeah. Blue Lock's done. Blue. Why is that shit so good? Yeah, Blue Lock's done for season two. Uh, I don't know, maybe 2024, 2025, I guess, season three. Like, neither uh, one of us give a damn about soccer. No, absolutely not. I played soccer maybe a handful of times in my life. Uh, not well, I mind Not you. well. Mind you. Um, but, hey, like like me and Muffin were saying, maybe late last year, maybe around October, September area of 2022. But, yeah, man, this is all the anime coming out in the fall. We have Bleach returning, right? You have Chainsaw Man Ooh. debuting. You have My Academia coming back on, right? Spy Family, you know what I'm saying? Attack on Titan got re- news, you know what I'm saying? So, stuff like that. And also the show called Blue Lock, you know, it's a soccer anime. Cool. Yeah, no, no, nothing too much about it, but whatever, whatever. But, buddy of mine at work, as most things are, he's like, hey, man, you should watch Blue Lock. It's like, it's like soccer squid games. It's like soccer squid games, huh? Yeah, I've been passing along. Apparently, it's resurfaced around in the social media. People trying yeah, Polygon, the Blue Lock anime is much more than soccer squid game. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Much more. It is now. Season I mean, two and a movie have been announced. That's great. Hey, right, well, let, 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 let's get into a quick synopsis, right? Yeah, just um, season one of Blue Lock is just basically... Um, it's fucking phenomenal. It's fucking phenomenal, but it, it's a bunch of high school soccer players from all around Japan. Um, they all, you know, they're all varying different skills and whatnot. They come to this building, they come to this, uh, not company, I guess this facility called Blue Lock, right? Trying to find the best so- striker. Not necessarily the best soccer player, a best striker. Yeah, um, he's not trying to create all-around good no. soccer players. He's looking for that one guy who is going to score the most. Yeah, because yeah. apparently that's what makes you famous in soccer. I guess so. It's just like having five guys to give you 30 points on a basketball team. No one ain't playing no defense. Ain't no one getting rebound. Just getting <laughs> right. Uh, so we follow that main character Isagi or Isagi, depending on how you want to, you know, inflect your words. I don't know. Isagi. Isagi. Uh, you know, he basically he's just. I appreciate how in the beginning he's not like a well. Nah, I'll scratch that. I appreciate how he doesn't continue being a whiny main protagonist, right? We get that a lot. Um, one of my one of my biggest pet peeves, fucking Subaru from ReZero. 
uh, Deku for the most part until recently, I would say. Gone not necessarily whiny, just See, like naive. I don't agree with putting Deku in that. Okay, you because can agree or disagree, it doesn't matter. Deku was only crying because his ass had broken pieces of his body. He was never just like, woe is me, why do I have to replace the number one hero? That's Subaru. Okay. That ain't Deku. Okay. Deku's just like, nah, this is my dream, this is what it takes. Yeah, my body fucking hurts. Don't call Deku, don't put him in there, don't do that. Oh, well, I'm putting him in there anyway. I, 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 just, I just said not now. It's just like... Not now, not ever. Okay. I'm just saying. Deku is nowhere near as shitty as in the main character as Subaru. I mean, well, Subaru's not shitty main character. Yes, he is. Have you, have you seen season two and three of Brazil? There is no season three. All right, have you seen season two of Brazil? No, and I'm not gonna. Well, okay, then. Keep living in the past. Anyway, <laughs> Isagi, you know, first episode, he passes up the game-winning shot to his teammate. His teammate misses the shot. Uh, and they're all like, oh, boo-boo-hoo, low is me. I can't believe we lost the big game. And Is- Isagi's like, yeah, man, I shouldn't have fucking passed that ball. And, like, from episode one, basically towards the end of it, you realize, yeah, Isagi, he's, he's not going to be like, yeah, he's not going to be... Um, like, down- yeah, he has regrets, but he's yeah. not going to flash back to this game every five fucking minutes. I know, right? He doesn't feel bad for himself. He's moving forward. He's like, yeah, almost like, um, you know, I will just accept the beast, accept the anger that's inside of me, right? So, we goes into Blue Lock along with all the other bunch of different people. And this is where the Squid Game comparisons come into play. They all had a choice to be there, right? Just like in Squid Games, right? They all had a choice to be there. And they're like, hey, if you get eliminated from this facility, you can never, ever, ever, ever play soccer again. Now, I haven't read the manga, so I can't say for sure that's enforced. That's some kind of like some mind game type shit. Do not know, right? It's not like they can't go back to their high schools and continue to play soccer. They're basically saying, we will prevent you from playing soccer professionally ever. Well, yeah, but... But nonetheless, if, if you're willing to make take that chance, soccer is more than just a hobby team in high school. So it might as well like your career is over. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, um, you, you, I'm not going to sit there and explain all the different ty- character types to you. Um, I think it's a team of 16 or 15 that starts off with. I, I think that's the number. 11. 11, something like that. <laughs> um, but all the characters are very different. They all have different personalities. I do appreciate the diverse cast. I would say maybe only one or two I don't recognize by name or by face at all. Uh, which is fine. They get eliminated. You don't. They don't give them a screen time anyway. The background characters in yeah. the shows. Yeah, for sure. So you know, I mean, what really makes Blue Lock great is just the. It, it has a Demon Slayer aspect to it. The fact that it's just like kicking a soccer ball around, but you see these ridiculous animations and the ridiculous commentary and analytical skill. Like, hey. I, I'm, Are you equating kicking a soccer ball to swinging a sword I and mean, decapitating folks? Yes, absolutely. All right. Yes, the way Demon Slayer is 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 shown, um, yeah, it's swinging swords, but for the most part, it's all about like the theatrics of the sword swinging, right? We we rarely get like good old fashioned sword clashes in Demon Slayer, right? It's usually like showing off these techniques, showing off these extravagant moves. And seeing how people counter each other, especially when you get to the demons and whatnot. A blue lock, you think, oh yeah, pass the ball here, pass the ball there. No, man, it's like our main character really good at spatial awareness, other characters really good at speed, jumping the ball, their defensive skill, their direct shot, all these different types of skills come into play. And I do appreciate that, right? Because everyone gets their moment to shine. Basically, the first selection that you have, you just have, uh, I think it's like it's like a round robin situation, right? And for those who don't know what round robin is, you basically have, you know, four to five 
three teams, whatever. Everybody faces everybody. There's a system. If you win, you get, I think, two points. If you draw, you get one point. If you lose, you get zero points. You know, it's usually of that particular kind of format. So, basically, you, you know what's going to happen. Our, our team, our main protagonist team is going to, the final game, he's going to, you know, pull out the victory and win. That, 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 that's typical. No big deal there. But what a good plot twist is you have the losing team doesn't advance. They all get to go home and eliminate it. However, the leading scorer, this is where the whole top striker thing comes in. The leading scorer of the losing teams get in regardless whether they lose or not. So you realize, oh, shit, we're going to get eliminated as a team. But if I get the most buckets, the most goals, I get to move on. So we have this one particular character named Cone. He betrays the team. Basically saying, hey, let me score to another team. Let me score three points, and I'll, I'll give you a secret how to beat my team. And y'all gonna get some away with it, right? But in East Side and people are like, ah, we ain't gonna let this shit fly. Is it not Kuon? Huh? Is it not Kuon? Kuon, Kuon, it don't matter. Kuon? He, he a Kuon, man. It ain't Kuon, <laughs> it's not the Kuon. Yeah, 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 but for sure. So he doesn't get away with it. That final soccer sequence where they have to deflect the, the, the last goal is just amazing. My words can't do it justice. Just please go check it out. Uh, you start to get like I guess you would call rivals of the antagonist group. You got like Nagi, you know, Rayo. You have a bushy. You have an alligator eyebrows dude. You have Bangs guy. You have King Baru. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you you just have all these different characters from different teams. Baru. Huh? Baru. What did I say? Baru. Baru. It's not Baru. Sounds better. It don't. It do. No. Whatever, bro. Antihu. It's just. I compare, it's not affordable uh, animation, but just it gives me the same vibe. Like, bro, you're just swinging swords, you're just taking <laughs> a soccer ball, and just like, and, and, and the animation definitely amps up when you get to the second season. Man, the theme song, uh, it, it, it's just very top notch stuff. But season one, it was just such a big surprise, man. I wasn't expecting it to be that good. This is my first sports anime. I'll give it five out of five stars just for just for season one. Um, I don't know what you think about season one as a whole. I know you were reluctant to watch the show at all because, hey, sports, right? But you started watching it, and now never you started reading it, and then here, here we are, right, talking about it. Listen, I can digest content faster if I read it. That's just how my brain works, and, right. and having to wait week to week is a pain, especially with something that just has so much tension episode to episode. Right. I could not wait. And honestly, I'm going to go on another binge read this week when I get back to work on Tuesday. I'm going I'm to get to like, I'm not going to get caught up, but I'm going to definitely finish the next selection. Right. Because I don't think this is a manga that I'll enjoy week to week. Just like I don't enjoy Chainsaw Man week to week. It's just, I, remember Chainsaw Man I forget about that shit. Yeah, Chainsaw Man, Black Club, and JJK, things I was reading week to week have stopped because, like my friend said, it's really hard to... JJK gives you too much technical shit in order for me to keep that information and move on to the following week. Like, I'm not retaining that shit. I'm here for the hands. Your techniques are cool. But when you're filling it with all this minutia, all this chaos and and scientific bullshit. Listen, I'm not a science nerd. I hated science in school for a reason. JJK is reminding me of why I hated chemistry, physics, biology, all that whole field can go suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry for all my... Never mind. What I will say about uh, Series of 1 real quick before we move on to Season 2, but I did appreciate... every. 
Huh? You mean core one? Yeah, whatever. Core one season one. I call it season two, you know, whatever. Um, I appreciate how most of the major player characters, they get like a backstory, right? You get a flashback. And, you know, you can say, oh, it's a telltale about to be eliminated. You call it a death march, but, you know, there's no death in this show, right? Death uh, flag. Death flag, right? But I appreciate Chigari's backstory. Chigari, he had an ACL injury, so he doesn't participate in most of the games because he's afraid he's going to hurt his knee again. We have uh, Bachira, who, you know, who, who, who's fucking psycho. I, I thought he was a psycho in my episode one when he fucking kicked that one dude in the nose with his feet. He's still a psycho because, like, yes, he was lonely as a child. and He had to basically create like, this imaginary monster as a friend. And like he was obsessed with soccer, but you can kind of you can kind of feel from where he's coming from. He desperately wants somebody to play with, so you know he's just looking to see who has the same monsters he does, right? Who else got a backstory before Core Two? Let me think. Uh, Patra did not get his backstory. Yeah, in yeah. Core One. He did not. He, <laughs> he got, got that in Core Two. He didn't get that in Core Two. But let's see who else. Who else I think? Who else I'm thinking of? Uh, it wasn't really a thing in Core 1. I don't know why you're pushing so hard. I'm not pushing so hard, bro. Just like, I'm trying to think. Just move on to the next one. You, you can speak and move on as well, you know. It's not the Brian show. You, you, it's you, the Brian show. You can interject anytime you want. Pass. <laughs> now, I'm telling you to interject. No, so, Core 1 was amazing. I, it, listen, the whole point of Blue Lock is to figure out who's going to be the best striker. So forcing them to form 11-man teams where they're all they're all strikers. They're all trying to be the one who's scoring the most goals. Hell, you get rewarded for scoring the most goals because right. if your team gets eliminated, you get to pass on. Sure. And yet you got to put the grown-ass man as the goalie. I feel so bad for that dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too bad he doesn't have backstory. He's both definitely eliminated, so I, I don't... We don't get to see. I don't, it. Like it, at the end of the day, you got people who are characters, and then you got people who are just filler. Yes. And it's very blatant in Blue Lock, and I appreciate it. Right. Very, very blatant. More very. shonen should make that because, like, I don't have room in my heart to give a damn about everybody. All right. Hell, I made it all the way to the end of Demon Slayer without giving a fuck about uh, Zenitsu. <laughs> don't care about that thunderclap boy. Yeah, but before he kills his best friend, wait, did that happen in the anime yet? Whoa. Rude. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Mild spoiler alert. <laughs> what you mean? He kills Tanjiro. Yeah, he kills Tanjiro. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You figure out what you were thinking about. Let's move on to fucking Core 2. Core 2 is the second selection. You got to form. You, after you have moved on with your 11-man team, whether or not you won, or if you scored the most goals with your 11-man team and your entire team gets fucking eliminated. The next next goal post is you have to go face an AI goalie and kick as many goals as you possibly can in 20 minutes. Oh, I forgot about that. That's, that's like a... That's, that's basically a thing to, to see how good Isaki's grown, right? We don't want to see anybody else that score 20 goals. Nah, the, but when they're all in that gathering room, we get introduced to the next main guy. Like... In the first round, they didn't really point to one person or another as their idols, like who Isagi was like trying desperately hard to cling to and reach. But the second selection, they introduced the boy. What is his name? Ren Itoshi. Ren Itoshi. Yeah. And he pulls up in the room and he just kicks a ball into a trash can that is like around the room. He bounces that shit off the walls and then 
puts it in the trash can and he's like I'm going first and so their numbers from this point on is based off of who actually completed the goals and what time right and the order that they finished it in and so it's no longer about ranking it's about balls <laughs> because like one two and three they all went after each other like i don't even know if they were on the same 11 man team and made it this far because it's not clear they don't really dive into their dynamic as a three-man squad i I don't think so i I think they're just the first three that make it right yeah and so they they get pointed out as the big three the first three people who are just like yeah i'm i'm already raring to go for this next fucking challenge fuck off all of you and if you're going to be the world's best striker, you need that kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. You really do. So our main character, uh, is he's what, number 15 from now on? Yeah. So he's the 15th person to finish it, to go in and do it. And so he forms a two-man squad with him and Bashra because they're besties. Yeah. Bashra, like, like Brian said before, he always wanted somebody who was as obsessed with soccer as him. And so they form a, a three-man squad with fucking Nagi. Yes, now the, the the previous rounds, Golden Boy. Yeah, he 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 shoots your girl like, hey man, I just started playing soccer yesterday. Let me try this new trick out. This, he, he's like a monster. He, I, I like I said, I'm not really a big soccer fan. Don't really play, don't really watch it. But like just from a, a layman's eyes, like dude, his ball control, what he's able to do, the tricks, just everything. He's made the show like, yeah, I'm a fucking prodigy, and I'm not even trying. Like I don't I don't understand the rules yet. You know what I'm saying? He, and he doesn't really give a fuck until the second selection. So this is where you start to differentiate between, uh, like, even more between the filler characters and, like, who's going to be an actual fucking character. Right. Because you have other people in this room who have already teamed up. One, two, and three teamed up by default because they're the first three in there. They're just like, yeah, let's join together. And then they're sitting there waiting for other people to form a three-man squad to challenge them. And we see it going forward because it's not until uh, Isagi, Bajra, and Nagi team up and they immediately go hunt down number one because they're still waiting there. Right. Other people have formed three-man squads and they're just like, like, all right, when you're going to challenge me. And it, it doesn't take, it's like, you had 12 people in between them. Yeah. And nobody decided, yeah, let's take on number one. Because if you don't have the balls, you will never be a good professional soccer player. Yeah. And here's, here's the main thing. Here's the main thing. I know, right? Here's the main thing, right? You have to appreciate how Blue Lock's not dicking around with, like, hey, let's, like, they, they show, like, towards the end of the episode, the maybe five minutes here and there, them just, like, you know, playing around as the buddies, like, you know, dorm life type shit. But nah. Let's go challenge the top three people. But the thing is, though, they challenge the top three and they lose. It's it's like a and they lose. It's a it's a red robin situation. Not red robin. It's a red robin situation, right? It starts off three on three. The winning team gets to take one person from the losing team, so they become four man squad. And the two man team has to face another team that lost. So two on two, and the same thing happens. When there's one person left, that person is eliminated, right? They don't get chosen, right? Or they don't get moved on. So that's the that's the disadvantage of like, hey wait for somebody weak to face, right? But at this point, none, nobody's really weak because you would say, um, yeah, all these people either are leading scores from their previous team or their team one as a whole, but based on their new numbers, it's how quickly they are individually to score 20 goals on this AI goalie, right? So Yeah, it's just a fucking coincidence that the big three are honestly the, the, the three most talented people that we've seen so far, which I'm going to disagree with because number two and number three like that, they don't feel that specially, but Ren does. Yes. 
But so Ren Squad takes on Isagi Squad, and uh, then they still fucking botch her. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I mean, I know that our main character Isagi was just like, they're not choosing me. Like, it never entered his mind. But it surprised all three of them that they didn't choose Nagi. Right. And that's just because, like, Vajra has been playing, like, a role player this whole time. And Rin is just like, hey, I don't need people who are going to rival me. I need people whose skills I can use to be the best person I can be. To be the best striker I can be. So he's just like, yeah, Vajra that whole time, he never stood out. But he was an excellent fucking role player. So come join my squad. Like, I don't need somebody to rival me. It's great. It's fucking a good mindset. And I love it. Yeah, it's because Vajra's main skill, he's he's a master dribbling, right? Yup. Funny. He's a master of dribbling and like he's able to like you know break down defense and whatnot. So he chooses him. So now it's a two man squad of Isagi and and uh and, and now I- Isagi's entire new goal is to continue taking on the big three, yeah. the big four now. Right. Because like our boy has guts. Yes. Our boy has moxie. Of course. So, <laughs> so this is where we realize, oh yeah, they're their main characters and their filler characters, right? Because the next two onto their face is Barrow King Barrow and the the. I feel bad about calling him the twink, but I don't know his name. Uh exactly. He doesn't have a name. I mean, he has a name, but he doesn't have a name. Like he doesn't matter. Like and and, and some ginger boy. Nope. Can't call him a ginger boy. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for a good, this feels like slurs. I'm if, so sorry. If you're looking for a good character explanation, then think of Zenitsu combined with your boy Luck from Black Clover. That's pretty much the the, the uh, yeah. He has a, no substance. With, with, with a dash of never stop twinkling from higher academia. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's just a he's a character like he just seemed like a goofball, just un. Unrelevant, irrelevant character, and then like you get like a little backstory. I forget exactly what his whole thing was. It was he's broke, huh? He's broke. He's broke, right? Exactly. He's, he's an orphan. Yes. His parents had seven kids, yeah. and then died. Tell you, man. <laughs> a, little, a little service announcement. He's an, he was broke because his parents had seven kids. They had two. They might have been well off. About you know, people don't want to hear that. <laughs> oh, people don't want to hear that. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, like he he needs this right because he doesn't want to go home to his broke siblings. You're like, hey man, I'm gonna make money for it, but if I go home as a failure, then I'm a failure. So that's his whole thing. We get that at one episode, but obviously Isagi like he's like he's like yeah, nah, bro, it's my time. I'm sorry, uh, you're going home, and I'm choosing King Baro, right? So. King's on the team, and I appreciate his character development, which we'll get into in a few seconds. It's just like, because... Because his whole time, he's been playing with filler characters, yes. with people that he can just dominate over and over and over again, and he's never met somebody who's willing to rival him. Right. And that's who Isagi is. That's who Nagi naturally is without fucking trying. Right. So he loses that fucking game, but he still feels like it's a matter of ego. It's not until... Their three man squad versus Chigiri, Chigiri, Kunigami, Kunigami, and, and some third, Rayo. and Rayo. Yeah, and that match is fucking phenomenal, right? Because you have Nagi doing his Nagi shit, and then you have Isagi who's just like, hey, Baro, if you don't want to play as a fucking team, you donkey, yeah. Yeah. Then I'm gonna make sure that you can't score shit. Right. And so he's on his ass yeah, the entire match. Yeah, he's on his ass because Baru can't 
Like he can't win on his own because these these are these are some great players he's playing against now. Now the the frame this is where the the relationship between the characters really makes this episode and this little sequence very great. Like I mean, you mentioned, you have Rio, Rio and you have Nagi. They are both on the same team in the first selection, and Rayo was responsible for Nagi getting into soccer because he was just a kid. Like, I'm bored. I'm super talented. I'm just playing video games all day. And Rayo was the sport. Rich kid was like, yeah, my parents can buy me anything, but I really, what I really want to be is a soccer player. So it's almost like you're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you soccer, Nagi, and in exchange, I'm going to like, you know, you're going to be uh, invested and interesting and whatnot. It's almost like a, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. I can't really compare it to anything else. Um, but you have that going on, right? And Chigiri and uh, Kuri, uh, Kurigami, Kuri, Kurigami. Kurigami, they were from the same team as Isagi from, from Selection 1. And like I mentioned before, you get the backstory with Chigiri and his ACL tear. He's a speedster of the team. And then uh, Kurigami, he he holds his own because like he was the he's one... He's a big man. He's a big man, but he was the one scoring... He was a goal leader. If, if they would have lost, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he would have moved on individually because he scored the most Until goals. Until Kuan no, cheated. I, no, no, I, I think... No, I think... They were tied. They were tied, yeah. And but, then Kuan cheated. Right, right. So, yeah. So, he he he, he has... Scored. And being a big man and being fucking powerful is all that Baro has going for him. Right. So, Baro can't match Tigri's speed. Right. He's one for one with Kunigami yeah, physically. Yeah. What else does he have to contribute to this three man squad? Right. And he realizes that it ain't shit. Right. And that the thing that he thought was his his bag, Isagi took it. Yeah, Isagi took it. And because like he tried like it got to the point where they were just like double and triple teaming Baru and not even worry about him. Cause they knew he wasn't gonna pass. Yeah. And he just kept getting stolen. And they got to the point where Isagi was like, Yeah, I'm using yourself as this to my advantage, cause I know you're gonna not pass and get the ball stolen from you, and then I'm gonna just pick up the scratch and score. And he just kept antagonizing and poking and poking and poking and poking him, and until eventually, if I'm not mistaken, the last goal, it was like Baru, he instinctively passed the Isagi. Like it was just like a it was like a dominating uh you know fight or flight situation. And just like he just yielded, passed the Isagi, get the final thing, and then they chose Chigiri as the uh, as their fourth team member. Which is a great pick because now you still have that whole Nagi and Rayo thing. He's like, Nagi's like, yeah, I'm done with you because, like, I want to play soccer with you. But if you're going to be a little bitch boy, yeah, I'm moving like, on. Like, if you expect me to really carry you through this, like, I'm not about that. Like, right, right, right. I love it. Yes. It's so good. And exactly. So, yeah. And, and that's how you get for, that's why they get their 4v4 squad. And what is wild to me is that it took time for them to get to the four-man yeah. rooms. Right. And you know who's there waiting for them? Of course. Fucking Rin and his squad with Batra. That means that everybody else who passed, and there are, there are at least like two or three different teams in, yeah. in between Rin getting to that four-man room and Isagi getting to that four-man room, and none of them had the balls yeah. to take on Rin. Yeah. That's how you know they're just filler characters. I know, right? That's how you fucking know. Right. Because what are you waiting for? You have the pinnacle of talent in this room right here, right now, and you're not going to challenge them? You'll never be the best. You'll never be the best, right? Because unless you are about that life, I'm sorry, you can always forever be a loser. Right. And that final soccer match, that final 4v4, 
it's just amazing. It's Be- impeccable. Because you see what Ren's actual thing is. He's like a puppet master, right? He knows everybody's sk- He's like a point guard. Like, he knows everybody's skills, their weaknesses, and just uses them to their advantage. Even his even his opponents, right? Like, I yeah, know- his spatial awareness, his field awareness rivals Isagi's. Right. It's just like, I know Isagi knows. This is, it's like one of the things. Like, Is- I know that Isagi knows. He knows that I know that I'm about to make this pass. So, I'm expecting him to be there and steal it, and then I'm going to just steal it right back from him. It's just like, it's a, it's a chess match. It's a beautiful chess match, right? And at this point, I think King Baru, he he unlocked this whole, you know, one-man army mode in the last match. Oh, he gets that last match. He gets that last match, right? So he tries he try to do it here. It, it, everybody gets their shine. Everybody pretty much gets their moment, right? It, it just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And this is where I mentioned earlier. Yeah, goal for goal, man. Each each side is scoring, and it's beautiful. Like, this is where you get Batra's backstory, which I mentioned before about, like, you know, trying to find somebody who is obsessed with soccer as he is. So they pegged the episode as Ren versus Is- Isagi, which one I want to go with. But then it, it takes a turn I didn't think about. Like, they both surpassed him. They, it's like it's almost like they both want nothing to do with him. Like, yeah, we're better than you at soccer. Not only that, like, do you love it? And they're not actively yeah, thinking yeah, it. It's just yeah. their mentality while playing this game. Right, because, like, there's this perfect imagery, right, where they're both coming down the field, Isagi and uh, Ren fighting for the ball, and they just... Pass Bacha right but like as like he wasn't even there. Bye, man. This whole time he's just like, now nah, my whole point ever since I was a child was to find somebody who would play soccer with me. That's why he came up with this imaginary monster and all that shit. And he's just like, you know what? Nah. A striker is meant to be alone. Right. I'm gonna play soccer with myself and surpass my fucking limits. Exactly. That's some black clover shit right yeah. there. So he surpasses his limits, right? And like, you know, it, it comes down to the now, th- th- this is beautiful. I I I I I I'm not upset that uh, number three on Ren's team didn't really get his chance to shine. It's fine because you know why? It reminded me of the scene from Seven Deadly Sins, right? Like where they're in the Grand Magic Games. What? Oh, not seven. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Fairy tale. Fairy tale. My apologies. Fairy tale. Then the Grand Magic Games. Everybody's fucking tired. You know who hasn't fought at all yet? Fucking Sting. And they're like, if Sting defeats all four of these people, he wins by a single point. So it's like everyone's fucking tired. Number three's like, you know what? I think it's my, like I think it's fucking my turn. Uh, he's about to just like outrun, out muscle, out stamina everybody. And like, oh my god, he's fucking about to do this. Everyone's fucking tired. This is this is his time to shine. And I think like so some of you fouls him or kicks the ball out of bounds. And like that was the end of it. But just like it came this way. It came in this way. Like like number, and it doesn't end that way. Thank God. But it ends in the most best way possible, right? So Muffin mentions Batra. He he levels up. He's doing this thing right. He's zigzagging to everybody. And when I see my sister today, I'm asking, I'm, I'm going to put like, what in dress in soccer? This boy, he he fucking he does some shit where he like kicks the ball in the front of him, then back of him, off his back heel. Honestly, over, we should just show her the episode. Over his head, he has a fucking corkscrew. I'm like, what? Midair corkscrew what because he can't he can't muscle his way past them. He's thinner than everybody yeah. else on the fucking field. And he's just like, he, he hits the ball, corkscrews in between them, and then gets the ball again. I'm just like, what? Right. What? And just when you think he's about to score the game winning goal, holy shit, they're about to win this. Here comes our man Isagi. He's like, nah, not today. He's like, I'm proud because of you. I'm proud of you. I had faith that I knew that you could get through this right. because that's the kind of player you are because. Come on, bestie. Yeah. It's beautiful. And he takes the ball and he hits it. Like, it, 
He stops Batra from scoring that goal that would have cemented his character development. And he's, he's just like, haha, I'm here, bitch. Right, and then it but, just goes up. Yeah, and I, I think it was great because it didn't make Batra look weak. It didn't make Isagi look like, I'm so much better than you. Because, like, like now nah, this is friendship. Any right second sooner, any second later, he would have missed Batra over a score. But the most fucked up part, right? This, this is by far like the best ending I've seen. Like, it doesn't make any sense. The ball somehow, some way, finds a way, bounces the fucking ring. Who is wide open? Now, some people may say it's luck, but I like to quote the great Shannon Sharp. They say luck is where preparation meets opportunity. That's essentially what Ego tells them. Yes. If he didn't, if he wasn't running down the sideline trying to catch Bacher, trying to get the pass, or trying to stop Isagi, he wouldn't have been in position for that ball randomly to bounce right there. Like, oh, shit, game over. And he scores the fucking. Goal. He scores it, but he knows I would have fucking lost if this ball bounced anywhere else. If it wasn't for luck, yeah. we would have been outplayed because Isagi out-puppet mastered him. Yes. And I'm just like, and so even though his team wins, he's just like, nah, man, I fucking lost you today. And that's beautiful. That's shonen. That's amazing. And like, I lost you, so I begrudgingly, you're on my team because... You were the only one nah. who kept up with us. Right. Ugh. Top tier. And then, and then, it doesn't end there. That could have easily been the I end of the easily season. Been easily been the end of the season. And when I read ahead in the manga, like, two months ago, I was like, yeah, okay, this is where season two, season one's going to end. Right. This is where core two's going to end. Nah, I was fucking wrong. Um, and then... They... So, they, they win the first five-man squad to proceed to the... To the Next round, yes, and where they have a scrimmage against no, five. not oh, okay. before them okay, because okay, okay, I, okay. I want to talk about the luck thing a little bit more. Okay, ego has them in a breakdown room, yeah, and he's just like, I want you to take a look at the screen. He shows them their game, and he's just like, I want to explain to you the phenomena of luck right here, right now, because there are there were eight people on that field, yeah. And at the end, when it's tied four to four, this is a game-winning goal. Mm. Only three of you kept moving. Yeah. Three out of eight. Yeah. The other five of you thought the game was fucking over. Whether you won or you lost, you yeah. stopped moving. All right. This is where luck comes into play because it was the it was the final moment, and only one of you on the opposing squad was just like Justin fucking Case. Let me put myself in a position where something miraculous can happen. Only two of you did that. Right. It was Easterby and it was Ren. Right. Shame on you. And I'm just like, oh, I love this show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because Isagi, if he wasn't there, he wouldn't have got the stop. But conversely, if, since he if, got the stop. Ren wasn't there and counted on the off chance that Isagi could succeed, that Bajra couldn't succeed. This game turns out differently. Like, like what the fuck? What the fuck? Like that was the best episode of the show thus far, and it, it like where do they keep coming out with these different ways to end it? I don't know because the beauty of Blue Lock is that, and and I guess maybe this is what appeals to most people about fucking sports anime, anime. And I'm gonna be real with you, I'm tempted to watch Haikyuu. I volleyball. really am. That's the volleyball, right? Yes, yeah, the volleyball one, uh, and I'm just like. Because it feels so realistic mm -hmm. and that these are real obtainable things that people, that athletes are 
probably dealing with, it makes it more compelling than magic. Right. Than a fantastical power system. Like yeah. this this is the epitome of showman. Right. And I'm just like, how have I missed out on this shit? And it's like for real. Why like, is it so good? Like it's, it's just like it's sports anime like the epitome of showman because you think about it, right? It's all about it, it's the fact that sports is a real thing, and these things can legitimately happen. But you just brush it off as luck. What a great game! I came out there to see this, but Shonen, you can you can just you can just write it in a way where it's like I'm watching the like people talk about the script writers today in the NBA. Like, oh yeah, they're writing a script. This is how basketball got in. You're literally watching this unfold, and it's just like wow. It's like, compelling. It's. It, the tension, the writing, the characters, the everything, the fact that this boils down to things that feel reasonable in the real world mm-hmm. makes it so engrossing and just fucking good. Right. And then to continue on with the compelling story, they didn't end season one there. They did. They decided we're going to pay five current soccer players who are at the height of their careers. Well, no, because one of them is a 17-year-old prodigy, so he's not at the height. He's only oh, well, going to go up from there. I think they're all like one of us, like, like, aren't they like 20 under team or no? That, that was, no. Okay. That, that's something completely different. Okay. They're all from different fucking countries. One's yeah. from Brazil, one's from England, one's from France, one's from, the, the, I don't remember the other two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Same five people paid them millions of dollars in order to beat these aspiring strikers into the ground. The, so it's it's a chemical reaction. I love that phrase. I really fucking do. All right. The Isagi Ren pairing, their whole squad is able to score one goal. They scored the first goal. They scored the first goal because the other players are just like, yeah, yeah, we're here. We're just here to collect the paycheck. And then they see their skills, and they're just like, all right, that was cute. We let you get one. Yeah. We let you get one. Right. And then they fucked them up. <laughs> yeah, it is the epitome of like uh, a space jam, right? When they uh, when they're up in the points, and all of a sudden the the, the alien coach is like, all right, crush them. The next the next thing you know, just like everything, all your chemical reaction. Nope. Nope. Borrowed outfit. Nope. The fucking uh, rent. Nope. Nagi. Nope. No. Oh, you thought Barra was the pinnacle of beefy manliness? You're wrong. Right. Oh, you thought Ren was the uh, the the puppeteer, the puppet master? You were wrong. Right. Oh, you thought Isagi's spatial awareness was top notch? You're fucking wrong. Right. Oh, you thought Batra's dribbling, dribbling was amazing? You're fucking wrong. And then the short haired guy, I don't know what his thing is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But, like, the crazy thing was, it was the fucking 70 year French pro. He didn't say a word. I don't think he said a word the whole two, those two episodes. He absolutely did. The, the French guy. I, I, he was talking. I don't think the French guy said anything. He, cause he, he was just looking at him just like just like, like, like a smirk and he just like... That's when they switched to English. Huh? Yeah, they he was speaking. What are you talking about? It was a lot of little sly comments that they were all dribbled... You know, yeah, in yeah all of them except for the French dude. He, I, don't, I don't think he said a word. All right. The 70s, like, like, he definitely said we're the first episode. They were all, 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 no, definitely not the, when they were first introduced, but throughout the gameplay. I don't think he said anything. All right. I think he just fucking blitzed them because it was the sparkly hair dude that said, yeah, I can see why your friend's brother, your so-and-so brother. That was the sparkly hair uh, dude. That wasn't the, the, uh, the possibly black French guy. <laughs> 
Oh, all right. And he just, he just, they obliterated them. They really did. Right. And then, like, just when you think, oh, shit. Sucks for our heroes. This is our, this is our core two. And it's like, all right, guys. Well, Blue Lock is not having a good time, right? We're about to lose our financing. People think we're not getting results. So this is what we're going to do. Here's the last 35 people who made the cut. You know what I'm saying? For the 35. They started with 300. Yes. So less than, well, 10%, give or take, right? So Abuse. we have the U20 team. And if you defeat them, you get to get their spot on, you know, on, uh, on their team. And like, yeah, just to make that interesting, this is anime after all. Randy, did she, your brother, he's, he's, he's on the other team too. So, uh, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. I love it. It's beautiful. Right. Season two is going to be amazing. I'm going to binge read the next selection. Yes. I'm going to know everything's going to be great. And if I'm not mistaken, oh, not, oh they kind of hinted at it in the last episode. Muffin kind of alluded to it. Kenan, uh, Kurigami didn't make the cut, however, um, before you even brought the whole wild card door thing, I thought, this is anime though, right? The fact that they showed one guy who was injured in the fight made you think, oh shit, there's some kind of shenanigans, some kind of replacement tomfoolery going on here, right? Because, like, who the hell happened to get injured? Some no-name guy, you know what I'm saying, gets injured. So many. And it could easily be that anybody who got eliminated in this round is in that wild card field. Yeah. But I don't know. I stopped reading. Right. I was just happy that he wasn't gone because I think he's adorable. All right. And then, just and another see see a good thing about finale is you always tease the next story, right? Another thing that teases the story is the fact that, like how you said before, their numbers are based on how quickly they finish the twenty thing challenge. But just on, see, just on animation style alone, the last dude, the, the, the pink, the work crazy, crazy looking pink hair dude, the last dude who made the squad on the 35, he was like number 111, 115 or some shit like that. But yeah, he's not that low. You can just tell by the aura how he fucking tried to kick, legit kick Isagi's head off just with his foot. <laughs> it made no sense. Just like, oh my God, this this dude's on a different level. This, this dude different, all right? Uh, but yeah, Blue Lock is just fucking phenomenal. Blue Lock is amazing. I can't praise it enough. I'm the, I'm just shocked. Right. It's highlight of the fall season for yes. me. For and sure. then I guess this winter season because like I, I don't know how time works. Right. Um, it was great. Best thing I've seen. We were gonna talk about my hair academia, but honestly, I'm satisfied with this recording. All right. Cool. Right. Sounds good to me. Besides, we still have like three, four episodes left of my hero. We do. So we'll and probably. And then I got beef. I'll probably tackle that. Oh, not probably. We will tackle that next week. Um, because season... We're in season six right now? Or going Yeah, now? season six is now officially over. Yes, yeah, season six is over. I would say they definitely redeemed themselves from season five, which is just like a... Uh, it's like a... Uh, dragged out. You know, very unnecessary, honestly. And we're going to talk about uh, a little highlight, uh, a little preview, I should say. Muffin says that based on what she read... That Myra Academia is better than Naruto. We'll get into that. What? Better than the war. We'll get into that. Because, yeah, we'll get into it. Okay. I've been Muffin. Uh, I've been Brian. Give us a five-star review on Spotify, wherever, wherever you can give us five-star reviews. Um, tell your friends about us. Don't tell your family. Unless um, your family are your friends. <laughs> <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Blur Buffet and at Silverio Unrelated. This has been the Blur Buffet Podcast. Bye.